Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. friends and welcome to another Ask Zach. I hope you're doing well today. Today we're going to talk about Danny Gatton. Uh, wow, huge influence on me. Uh, love his playing, love what he brought to the guitar community, the joy, the freedom, uh, the fact that you could play just about anything on a Telecaster, you know, pushed that kind of thing, which of course I love. And uh, yeah, just love Danny Gettin's, you know, work. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, if you haven't subscribed and you've been enjoying the show, then please go down in the corner. And uh, yeah, if you've already subscribed and you'd like to support the show, we'll go to askzack.com. You can go to the store there and pick up a nice mug or a t-shirt. And there's also tip jar information in the description if you prefer that way. All right. So Danny Gettin. I was first exposed to Danny through guitar magazines. So he was on the cover of Guitar Player, the famous, you know, kind of Phantom of the Opera mask thing where it's the world's greatest unknown guitar player. He was also, uh, he had, there was a big spread on him in Guitar World magazine. Uh, remember it was light blue with Robert Cray on the cover. <laughs> and uh, remember, you know, reading that issue and reading about uh, Danny. And, uh, but I wasn't really able to hear him until, uh, you know, 88 Elmira Street came out. And that was because his earlier albums were all on independent, you know, record labels. And you couldn't find those, you know, albums at a regular, you know, record shop. You know, you, I guess there were ads in which you could have, you know, sent in money, but you couldn't just go to a record store and, and buy one of his albums until 88 Elmira Street came out because it was on Electra. Again, this is all pre-internet and stuff like that. It wasn't like you could just Google Danny Gatton. So, uh, you know, I remember going and buying the cassette of 88 Elmira Street and putting it in my, my car. I had a little Nissan 200SX that, uh, uh, that uh, was maroon, and I remember putting it in the cassette deck 
And it stayed in there for weeks, just listening to it over and over and just being so bowled over by his playing. You know, both the over-the-top playing, but also just his simple groove and his tone. And I just thought, this guy sounds amazing. It was just as as earth-shattering as hearing, you know, Steve Ray Vaughan or Chet Atkins. It was like, who is this guy? And, uh, and then he was on Austin City Limits, which, of course, I watched religiously, you know, being a, a Texan and also a music fan. You know, and he was on there, and that way I really got to see him. Then the, there was the Hot Licks videos, and the first one, Telemaster, and it's kind of, it suffers from some production issues between the uh, the mic volume and the amp volume and stuff like that. Uh, there's uh, one that was called Licks and Tricks that, of course, I didn't have, but, of course, you can find it now online that I highly recommend that you check out. But the Pure Gold... And the one that I'm telling everyone that doesn't have it, they need to go out and get it, is the Danny Gatton rhythm guitar video from Hot Licks. And uh, it is ridiculously good. So the little thing I played at the beginning, uh, that was what he calls a two-note wonder. Of course, I was adding a, a bass note to it, but you have this kind of thing, the... ridiculous just so so great and then of course you can add a bass note to it like i was doing or, and like danny does in the video uh he also had these things like this this or this kind of new orleans piano kind of thing that video is it's it's pure gold and uh if you want your guitar playing to get better uh if you if you haven't seen it already you need to you need to get that and you can get it on amazon uh, i mean you could get the the hard dvd the hard copy dvd from hal leonard but uh, amazon has it available for for streaming and uh, you can buy it for 12 bucks or you can rent it for for less than that but you might as well buy it because you're going to watch it a bunch his tone and everything he passes on to that are just ridiculously good. And, uh, yeah. And I think he really made it cool to play a Telecaster and play pick and fingers on all sorts of styles of music. You know, he was using the telly for the rockabilly, the jazz, the, you know, the blues, the country stuff. And he, and he was, always using that hybrid, you know, technique and, uh, he just made it cool. He made the Telecaster cool to play for just about anything. And, uh, yeah, I, I love, love him for that. You know, I heard, you know, it wasn't until later, it wasn't until after he passed away. And I remember exactly where I was standing at Belmont university. And I remember when, you know, I was told that he had passed and the way he had passed and it made me very sad, but, uh, you know, I just, you know, I'm sorry for that, but I'm so glad that we have, you know, the music that we have from Danny. And, uh, you know, later on I heard like the Humbler album, which is of course him live with Robert Gordon. I bought that when I was in Paris and uh, that's where I was able to find kind of a bootleg copy of that in the, uh, in the late nineties. And, uh, that, that threw me for a great curve because, 
you know, I loved you know, everything he did on there, but especially the, the steel guitar things that he did on like, there stands the glass. It was just, it was just fantastic. And, uh, you know, yeah. So, you know, he, he continues to influence me and, and, and push me, you know, with just the joy and the freedom that he had with the guitar. And, uh, you know, just always played a telly. Uh, you know, he had that 53 telly later on, they made the signature model. He'd put bigger frets in it. And, uh, you know, I guess he, they used Martin frets. And uh, I guess which would be a little bit taller and a little wider than uh, Fender, little Fender frets. And then, uh, you know, of course he had the, the, the Barden pickups, which I've tried and they didn't really work for me, but he made them sound amazing. Uh, the Humbler album is interesting because he was using the single bar Bardens before they were humbucking and they were kind of based more on a Charlie Christian pickup, but smaller. And that's a really cool tone. His strings uh, were 10 through 46 Dynamax Fender strings with a 15 G string, which of course would make that nice and light and easy to bend on those steel guitar things. I found out through some digging that Dynamax was just Fender's name for their nickel-plated steel string, so on the, the wound strings, because before then, pretty much all their strings had either been flat wound or they had been pure nickel strings. So the, the wound strings had been pure nickel up until that point. And so when they started doing nickel-plated steel, they came up with the name Dynamax, because, of course, Nickel-plated steel has more output and it's brighter than uh, pure nickel strings. So that's so basically, Danny was using what we would call a regular tin set, you know, modern set of strings, but with a 15 for a G string. And he used these little jazz, you know, Fender jazz picks that were heavies that uh, in white, which they don't make anymore. You can still get them in, like tortoise shell and such. But uh, yeah. And he went through a phase of using that magic dingus that controlled like a Leslie and an Echoplex and all sorts of things. But uh, my favorite, you know, tones that he got were, you know, you know, usually, you know, using a, a boss delay pedal or he had a Chandler echo unit that was a rack mount unit that, uh, that he used like in the rhythm guitar video, which is just a, a basic, you know, delay unit. And using using either one of those, and then into a Fender amp. Uh, I mean, he'd use everything from like a a Tweed Twin to a Brown Vibroverb to you know Vibroluxes or all sorts of stuff. But uh, I still think my favorite stuff of him is is the the Blackface Vibrolux with uh, you know one of the tellies with Joe Barden pickups and either the DD2 you know Boss delay pedal or that uh, Chandler Echo unit. So. Uh, yeah, I think he really brought a wonderful thing to the guitar. And, uh, you know, his passing was just as significant as, you know, Stevie Ray Vaughan and uh, and even more sad to a degree. But, uh, yeah, Danny's such a great player. I think back to 88 Elmira Street and uh, just the beauty of him playing the Beach Boys, you know, in my room. Or, you know, the the joy of, you know, 88 Elmira Street, you know, the, the 88 Elmira Street boogie where he's playing the old Gibson ES350T, you know, and doing kind of the rockabilly stuff and Funky Mama and, yeah, just, you know, one of, one of the greats. So, 
If you're not familiar with Danny, I hope you'll listen to my uh, Spotify playlist and go buy some of his albums. I hope that everyone will go and get, uh, if you haven't seen it already, will go check out the Danny Gatton you know, rhythm guitar video from Hot Licks. It's, it's gold. All right, guys. Keep, uh, keep practicing and playing, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzach.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.